I'm joined by Jen Barkin, one of the organizers of the newly formed group Queers for Palestine, who protested in front of an event, LGBTQ Families and Friends, and celebrating November as National Adoption Month in support of Congressman Paul Tonko. Jen is here to talk to us about Queers for Palestine and what happened at that protest. Jen, welcome to the Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you. Happy to be here. What is this group, Queers for Palestine? A very unofficial grouping of us. It came together, I guess, a week before the this Tonko action. Some of us were on a call with the Capital Region Ceasefire Coalition, which is a grouping of organizations and individuals who've been organizing to push for a ceasefire in Gaza over these many horrible weeks. And we, in that meeting, were looking for events where we might be able to find Tonko at home in the district because it was the week of the federal holiday of Thanksgiving and, you know, the Congress people were home in the districts. And so several of us on the call who identify as queer stepped up and said, hey, we will organize something for this event, LGBT Democrats fundraiser for his campaign. Jen, this is not the first event where the message was to call for a permanent ceasefire directed at Congressman Paul Tonko. There was a die-in in front of his offices. Why target Congressman Paul Tonko? Right. So Tonko is the member of Congress who represents Albany and Troy and some of the surrounding areas. And we have been pushing the entire time for him to sign on to the resolution that Cori Bush has put forward, House Resolution 786, to call for immediate de-escalation and ceasefire and humanitarian aid. And that over the last you know, month and a half, um, a number of Congress members have signed on to, and Paul Tonko had not. And only very, very recently, right before the temporary pause took place, he made some very vague statements sort of saying he was supportive of a process to possibly have a pause. And then basically during the ceasefire, maybe right before it started, made again some slightly stronger, but still just his own personal statement about, you know, supporting there being a pause and and wanting some aid, but we really said, this isn't what we're asking of you. We are asking you to sign on this to this resolution to join your colleagues in Congress in this shared message to the presidential administration, to the secretary of state, to ask them to demand that they do everything in their power to stop this terrible atrocity, to stop the genocide and his statements have not been strong enough. And so we've promised, you know, as a coalition and to not back down to keep, you know, many of us have been calling his office every day for a month and a half, as well as being out in the streets at the action you mentioned and and others. Um, And this was just one more way that we thought we could um, actually, you know, we hadn't seen him in person because he's been in DC, but this was a way we thought we might have a chance to actually see him here in Albany and, and bring our message right to his face. So on Monday, November 27th, this ad hoc group, Queers for Palestine, gathered in front of this event, hoping to catch Tonko going in. Was that, is that the, was that the yeah, objective? Yeah, exactly. 
yeah, we, we'd hope to sort of use a, a technique bird dogging to sort of catch them on the street. We had one of our members of our group who is a queer Palestinian American was prepared to um, approach him and address him and, and ask him why he hasn't signed on to the resolution and will he do that. Equally with that, we knew that members of the local LGBT community, folks who have the funds to donate to him, you know, $50 a head and more for this event, were going to be there as well and we'd be seeing them. So we had prepared a handout to give them that we got some great material for from a No Pride in Apartheid campaign that had been put out by the U.S. Campaign for Palestinian Rights and had some information about, you know, the importance of queer people being in solidarity with the people of Palestine, queer Palestinians and the rest of the Palestinian uh, community. And so we aimed to be able to interact with those folks, to encourage them as individuals to support the Palestinian cause, to support ceasefire, and with the ear of Tonko inside the event to give voice to the same message we were there to give voice to, which is that we were wanting him to push for a permanent ceasefire, nothing less. And to really, beyond that, you know, to end military aid to Israel, to end the occupation, and to do whatever is necessary to rebuild what's been destroyed in Gaza. I was just wondering, as a follow-up to that, why have this uh, like affinity group of queers within the greater movement of people calling for a permanent ceasefire? So it's actually a really long-held movement of queer people organizing in solidarity with Palestine. There's a group Queers Undermining Israeli Terrorism Quit out of San Francisco area that's been around for many decades. For me, for many others, you know, being queer is a political identity as much as it is related to sexuality and gender. And it means that none of us are free until all of us are free. So this is standing with the people of Gaza, standing with the people of the West Bank, the people of Palestine, in Palestine and in diaspora is kind of a no-brainer for many of us, that it's obvious to us that their freedom is our freedom. And then, you know, more specifically, we see in the state of Israel actually engages in what's known as pinkwashing. So they hold up this idea that here in Israel, gay people have rights, here's the rainbow flag, here's a rainbow flag held by our people in our military, it's okay for us to bomb the people of Gaza because Palestinians don't have, you know, there's no rights for gay people there. Gay people are victims of violence. You know, queer people don't have rights there. So we're your allies here as this fantasy land for, for gay rights. But it's really, it's another, you know, the Israel Israeli government has a lot of nuanced and, and powerful messaging to support the Zionist mission of holding up this land that they've claimed for the last 70 odd years. And it's, you know, it's one, it's not accurate that gay and queer people in Israel, you know, have all possible rights. Um, you know, that certainly isn't true for gay and queer people of color in Israel, which there are uh, many. It's not true for gay and queer people other than Jews don't have the same rights as others. And of course, it's just total nonsense that that's a reason to obliterate another people who are indigenous to 
that land. And so it's that term pink washing that comes from, you know, greenwashing, whitewashing, these other strategies that people at institutions and power use to justify their oppressive actions. So yes, we were there um, making known that, you know, we we weren't going to accept those pink washing messages. We know that it's it's not a valid justification for what Israel has done, murdering now at least 15,000 people in Gaza. We don't know how many because they're buried under rubble. We had a few days of pause. Literally, the Israeli prime minister and, and military leaders promised that the bombardment would continue. And it has as of this time of this recording. So we, we aren't done. Uh, just to wrap up on the action itself, your group, Queers for Palestine, did not actually get to confront Congressman Paul Tonko on the night of your action. But do you know if the message got to him? Yeah, so we had hoped to see him. You know, we didn't know what time he was going to be there. So we were out there for an hour at the beginning of the event, interacted with a number of attendees, including folks known to some of the protesters and had both positive and more confrontational interactions with them. We did not see Paul Tonko go in. We didn't know for sure at the time if he was there. We did learn the next day through, you know, one of those interactions on the street outside someone in our group had connected with someone they knew going in and that person followed up with them and said, Hey, you know, actually Paul Tonko was in there and he did know you were out there. He did know the message that you were stating. And I think that was important for a lot of us to hear, you know, we didn't get to see him face to face, but he knew we were right outside the building and that we, the same people who again have been calling his office daily have held die-ins in front of his office, multiple rallies in Albany and around his district that we were right there, not letting him have a day where he's not confronted with the realities of what his inaction is complicit with, which is using our tax dollars. You know, our tax dollars are paying for most of the military might of Israel's. That's the reason, you know, really that our Congress has the power to, you know, stop those funds and influence the decisions of the Israeli leaders. Um, we're not stopping targeting him until he makes a clear statement that enough is enough. 